0: We interrupt our program to bring
1: you this important message.
2: Hey, insomniacs. Welcome to another episode of Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. As always, brought to you by Bucket of Wind. I'm Mason. I'm Cameron, and I'm Matt, and we're back for another great show. I'm very excited, guys. We have, as always, an amazing show for you today. Never fails. Never we fails. We put in the time, and we, what hit we have now ten out of ten. Week. Other than last, other week. than last week, <laughs> what a shit show. Fuck. That was a bit thank of a show. you. OBS. Yeah. Oops. Oops. In OBS, we trust. Yeah. But we're back, coming to you guys through the power of the internet. How are you guys doing? It's a great week. You know, we like to start every show off by talking about what we've been up to, what we've been doing. Personally, I've been binge-watching Rick and Morty for, like, the umpteenth um, time now. Great stuff. Oh, really? I can't get enough of it. Honestly, I want I want to dissect Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland and take their brains from my physically, own personal collection. Physically dissect them. Physically dissect Not them. their work. No, not their it's work. just unbelievable. Every time you watch an it's episode so of them, fucking good. it's just really good. You find new little jokes that you didn't even recognize the first that time. That is true. Well, I haven't even watched through it all once. You gotta so. get through it, man. Because every time you watch it, literally, like you said... You watch it, get 3 or 4 jokes, and when you rewatch it, you'll catch another couple ones that you weren't even paying attention to oh, that just wow. sneak up and hit you. See, that it's like that with South Park, you know. Yes, very very It's nuanced. Newer. But uh, see, I, I really appreciate that. I wasn't a huge fan of South Park, but I can't get you gotta enough. You got to come back to it. Come back to Rick it. and Morty. Come back to South Park and you'll enjoy it more. That's what I did. But I definitely have to get back to the whole Rick and Morty thing. I worked through the first two seasons Fantastic. a long time ago, but I have to work my way through it. Very dark at times, but very fun. Oh, it's so good. It's like the only animated show that I found that actually is really <laughs> terrifying. It's, fu- it's S- funny, but it can be profound. In yes. some form of continuity. Yeah. Which was like huge for me. Like that's what kept me watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia for like seven seasons was that there was like loose things that showed you, Oh, it's a progression of a story. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be like every single thing matters, but there has to be like some sort of loose some arc semblance of an arc, you know what I mean? So everything's not just a one-off. Yeah. One-off, exactly. I, hate I don't builds, like that either. It builds, builds, builds on last Because then you can, before you know it, you're like, oh, I don't have to catch it this week because it won't even have any effect on the, yeah. like, the coming weeks. What's going on? You know, and then before you know it, you haven't seen it for a month and then you just don't watch the show anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, I haven't been watching any TV shows. It's I find it really difficult for me to stick with a TV show. So as you know, I like really like movies. So I've been watching. I horror. mean, after Gilmore Girls, you are tuckered out. Yeah, I know. I'm just tired. You of need the a break <laughs> commitment thing with TV shows. So I've been watching a lot of horror movies. I there just saw go. Veronica recently because I saw this post on Facebook. I know. So Obviously, I. never believe Facebook. They the. said. They said it was, like, the scariest movie of all time and that some people who watched it actually needed to, like, seek help afterward yeah. from psychiatrists and psychologists yeah, and things like that. over-advertisement. Oh, my God. Those people should be arrested. Not that it's a terrible no, movie. No, 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 no. no. And, and we're, we're going to review it. We'll review it next week. But all I'm saying is by no means. Is it the greatest horror movie? Is it the movie? greatest horror film or one of the oh. scariest? Now, the fact that it's a foreign film, did that dissuade you in any way? No. No, it did not okay, at all. Well, I actually watched it in French with American subtitles, English and it's subtitles. a Spanish movie. Yeah. I think the movie took place in Spain. Yeah, it did. So good. And it's and good I watched um, Radius, which is also on Netflix, I believe. Oh, that's a great. Nexus we're we're movie, gonna yes. do a, a, a review of that. We're gonna with, have a lot of reviews coming, and we're gonna do a talk about that movie because I yeah, thought it was a discussion. That good because it, it needs a discussion. Yeah, I really I enjoyed that movie. It's uh, one of the best ones I've seen in a while, I'd have to say. The, really? Okay. Yeah. we'll talk about it. We'll talk. It's one of we'll the best talk. ones I've seen we'll in a while. I know I say that quite a bit. So. Yeah, that's true. What well, I think well, part of what he's saying is, you know, anytime there's an original idea in Hollywood, mm-hmm. yes. it, it does pique your interest. That's true. It is original. And I, I did care for it uh, a good bit. It was a very good movie. I want to watch Rituals. That's next to my that list. That was very good. I'll have well, to see, check Here that I go out. again with the very good thing. Uh, my favorite. Tem- Venice! Yeah, seriously. Stamping it down. I know. Tamping it down. I'm sorry. Oversell. That's what I've been watching. You know? What have you been up to? I actually caught another episode of Electric Dreams on Amazon, the one with Brian Cranston in it. It was very good. It's one of those social commentaries with a science fiction overlying theme throughout the entire thing. Each episode is entirely different. It's like a chapter, kind of like uh, uh, Amazon's version of Black Mirror,
1: which uh, I really, really like. Is it a like.
2: knockoff of Black Mirror? Or do you feel like no, it's, it's independent? Different. It's, it's the guy it's who helpful. actually wrote Blade Runner. So you mean to tell me that there's no arc? No, no. These Fuck. are individual stories. It's an anthology. It's, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah. And my oh, thing, the biggest oh, thing about that is I kind of like it. I don't binge watch them. I'll watch one. You know, deal with it, watch it, get into it. And then when I'm done for a while, I won't watch one after the after. Oh, uh, for my sanity, yeah. I can't watch more than one episode of Black Mirror. No, my, I would totally agree Or I'll that. literally start fashioning hats out of tinfoil. Yep. Yeah, and, right. and tweet and like discussing uh, on like Reddit posts, the conspiracy theories. No, it's definitely true. I'll be like, yeah. it's all Soros. I'm you seeing the Matrix, man. We need to get out. But, but that's basically Christ. what I've been up to. I like I, I, I <laughs> currently like Amazon's got quite a, a few good shows coming out, and we're going to talk about a, one of the newer ones. is just I dropped. haven't watched Amazon Video in a fortnight. Well, it's one of the few things left on Prime that are actually uh, you don't pay extra for, and it's actually I'm brilliant. gonna have to check out. Amazon Prime Video. It's worth it. It's worth it. I feel like a lot of people sleep on Amazon Prime Video just because it has a longer name than Hulu and Netflix. I've scoured the Amazon, not Amazon, the Netflix horror genre. Yeah. And it's just like... It's weak. I've worn it thin. So now I have to look uh, elsewhere, you know? Hopefully they'll put some more on it. But the only thing that I have a problem with Amazon lately is... Uh, what used to come with prime doesn't come with prime anymore oh really uh, they, they switch th- it up like netflix though right thi- no they're thinning it oh, you thinning to, it. you have to pay extra if you want like the the prime music used to have a lot of music with it now if you want all prime music, the music is always sucked ass yeah but now if you want all of it you have to pay for an extended version of all the music that's uh, available don't nickel and dime you'll be apple apple in no bit. time yeah well uh, that's kind of what's $30 going $30 dongle <laughs> so we'll move on to our uh, what have we been up to? Are you buying in our – that's our next segment of our show. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is Showtime. It's come out with a new show. They've greenlit it and it's going to be uh, a uh, – Provocative perspective to coverage of politics. Oh, great. Social economics. You know, just when I thought that the world wasn't politicized enough, we get another Showtime political show. Showtime has to put their show. hand in that part. That's going to but be great. But you know what? I'm not going to be one of the cynics – I read the description for Attention, which is the branding for the new show.
0: Yeah,
2: on Showtime, it's a show for millennials. I mean, uh, by millennials Uh-oh. for millennials. Uh-oh. Yeah, they're trying to get to e- I eighteen like. to thirty-five. You really don't think that's going to be like? Just tell me what I want to hear. Oh well, come thing. on. I mean, it is going to be. Well, a is bit of it that. all political entertainment to some extent? What you want to hear?
1: Let's I don't be think honest. So. Well, if
2: you, I, I, to be fair, though, if you well, that's not. Necessarily There's no true. necessarily unbiased. I literally account. thought of a point and then I. Refuted, refuted it. You don't think there's any un- unbiased views? I wouldn't say there's. Any. I think Vice does that off HBO. I don't necessarily so agree with John Oliver, but I find him very entertaining. But what what do you, what have saying. you seen any of the Vice episodes on HBO? It's, oh, it's Vice I does never, a good job. Vice does a good job. But yeah. they're pretty. Aren't they like. The the people who made that show, aren't they like centralists? Oh, no. He's like a right wing guy, isn't he? But he left. The guy I'm thinking of. Mark. Oh, you're talking about Gavin McGinnis? Gavin McGinnis. He was yeah. a co creator. Shane is also. Shane. Who's the guy? Who's the CEO now? Yeah, but they're like slightly right leaning, aren't they? No, Shane is left leaning. I'm talking about McGinnis. Gavin, no, Gavin's a right, a uh, conservative commentator now. Oh, okay. So, so they, that kind of shows you like the power divide there, yeah. But Vice is a pretty good job being I think so. There I are, thought they were centralists. Don't get me wrong, there are those that are better than others. And I think attention will be one that's better than others. I thought they put together some really great, really great commentary with a couple of their specials where they went into North Korea. There's one where another guy went into Afghanistan. There were some pretty riveting stuff. We'll have to check that out. Then. And with Showtime, the show Attention, they're getting a lot of really cool investors behind it. I know Bill Mayer was in for like $25 he, you, million. Mean Paul, you mean Bill Maher? Bill Maher. Maher, so, Maher. <laughs> Mary, yeah. John Maher. Your body um, is yeah, I was one. Gonna say <laughs> John Maher's brother. <laughs> he he's really passionate about news. I got to take that shot, man, because I know I'm going to mispronounce Maher. at least three things yeah. today. He's just not musically inclined. Bill Maher his and his producing partners are in for uh, $25 million, I believe. Really? Holy fuck. I didn't realize Friends they got into well, that. Well, you know, we can never have enough well-produced news shows. I firmly believe that. You know, everyone needs to stay informed to some degree. But or be objective. Tre- that's what I'm afraid of. Th- that's what I'm saying. Be objective. There's nothing they're going to be no, objective, wait, really then what's quick, the point? Really quick. There's nothing wrong with slant as long as it's explained. You know? There's nothing wrong. See, n- that's the problem with news today. Is it's There's nothing objective. No, but I don't mind a slant as long as they explain it. There are some news outlets that do a great job. Yeah, I can't do it. As much as, people, as much as people rag on um, Huffington Post... They're pretty open book when it comes to their biases, and I feel like that's – they always get knocked for that, and I'm like, come yeah, on, but guys. but can't we they're just open. news that's objective anymore? You know what you're going to get when you go to a HuffPo article. Exactly. And then people still go there, and they get mad when they get what they expected. And oh, okay. I'm like, that's so what I'm you, excited if, if for. If you're looking for vanilla ice cream, and you find vanilla ice cream, and then you're upset, Yeah, exactly. You get vanilla ice cream. I bought vanilla ice cream. Yeah, I it's opened ridiculous. it, and it's vanilla ice cream, and I'm like, what the Fuck. This is insane. Yet, grandpas all across America are angrily reposting about HuffPo articles. I just don't get that. You and don't. hopefully, attention I just want is objective and, shit. Hopefully, attention by Showtime is is one of those shows that's going to make them even matter. I don't know, man. It, it, it's <clears throat> it, 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 they're just trying. Well, you know one thing: if whenever they, if you want them to stop making the vanilla, stop talking about it. Well, not and even it that. Will I mean, slowly fade away. Is it, is it a problem when they come up with a, a, a news department and they're targeting a demographic? Does that does that not raise a red flag? I mean, does that something to worry about? I mean, they say right in the beginning of their title, Showtime greenlights pilot for from Millennial News brand attention. In the that's, words, that's of, why I started this whole segment with: Are you not worried that people yeah. are going to go there to hear what oh, they want to cool. hear? In the words of Showtime, is just going to be like, we're here for ratings. You know, that's why we funded this shit. Yeah. In the words of the Hate Ashbury movement, get with the times, old man. Uh, I guess I am old. It's about the I millennia. Am. I'm just kidding. Obviously, well, it, it remains to be seen. To me, but well, we hope that they come at it from an objective point of view. That's, then we'll leave it there. Yeah. I, I hope it's goes. objective. That's my biggest thing. This, this next story is pretty fascinating yeah. to me. There's this tiny box called The Shadow, which is said to be the equivalent of a $2,000 gaming PC, and it will revolutionize mm-hmm. online gaming. So essentially, it's going to be like the Netflix, Netflix for online gaming. Users will pay $35 a month to use... I believe the company's called Blade. Yes. Yeah. They will use Blade servers to play the latest games using the latest technology. Right. And you can use this across several different devices. Yeah. Uh, I think in the video posted by The Verge, you can you can play on your phone. Android phone. Pixel. The Pixel phone. Laptops Mac, that don't even Mac, yep. support yes. the types of graphic cards that you it's would cloud need based. to run these games. It's cloud-based, cloud based. so it's $35 a month, and you can get additional services on top of that, like PlayStation Now. I think that's $20 a month, so you can get free games. Games every single month using that. And I think this is going to be amazing because it could bring in a whole new uh, population of PC gamers. You know what I mean? Well, that's what's always kept me from it. Exactly. It's the price of a $2,000 computer just to get online and play. But uh, to be fair, though, I think there's a common misconception that in order to get into PC gaming, you need to build this $2,000 mega machine. If you that's all, that But that's all I ever hear. I mean, yeah, you need the PC if you with want video the video card. Because you you're hearing about experience. it from the enthusiasts. Okay. You know what I mean? Those are the people who talk about it the most. Yeah, but can I get in a club without the entrance fee? Exactly. You I say, mean, yes, you can. That's what... Yes, that's, you can. See? You see? can. That is not true. I you. don't know. That's no, what I'm saying. You get a discounted experience. As someone who games... Not compared to the consoles. For, if you want wait. a PlayStation 4 okay. or a, an Xbox 360 experience, and you you like, I do not want to spend... More than five hundred dollars. At that five hundred dollar price point, you can build a machine that is more powerful Calling than the latest console. Effective bullshit because here's the thing it's about here's the thing about PC games, right? They take they usually have like different specs, you need different drivers, it's yes. a more involved process. And every game it is more involved. Every game and lists, and they list what your what, what requirements your computer has to have before you play the game. The problem yes, with the PC those, what those minimum requirements, requirements are not Pause. expensive. Uh, Alright. You said your piece. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me a rebuttal. Can camera more like in. Yes, thank you. So yeah, you could get a $500 PC that is a, is a little contrary. bit more powerful than a PS4 right. or an Xbox uh, 1. But the problem is it's if you get hardcore FOMO when you see that there is FOMO so is much fear, fear of, of missing, missing out, out. there you go. And you get you see people who are having much better experiences with the more expensive uh, see, machines. It's not it no, really is. No, it's not though. It's game? not though. I right, really because you play that game at like 45 frames per second and you enjoy it completely, what you get with that $2,000 gaming monster of a computer right. is that same game at 200 frames a second. Right.
0: For, which is f- almost, almost five times as You best.
2: cannot discern 100 to 200 frames a second. Okay, really quick though. What you get with a $2,000 gaming computer is is a nice machine I'll grant you that but you gain the right to brag about the fact that you have a $2000 so gaming computer so you're saying that a 500 but, but but the downside of building that $500 PC you're going to have to upgrade that thing and you're going to have to See, upgrade it rather soon that's why when but I heard this story second. I liked it I liked it I don't think I, that's necessarily honest. consistent because a $500 computer it, it cannot run games as smoothly as a two thousand dollar computer. Well, how big that's was that's just a fact? How big it's was not, gears? You're not just paying for frame rates; you're paying for running games smoothly. Yes, because remember gears. The, gears what do you are mean by smoothly? Because the game is smoother when it has more because frame rates. Because on PS4s and Xbox Ones, which a five hundred dollar PC would be a little bit better than that, you still have uh, screen tearing, frame drops in video games. Exactly because they blurring. They, they because consoles cap the frames you can get.
1: Exactly. They cap it at 30 frames a second because that
2: is its optimal performance. So that's why people don't directly uh, stream live on Twitch using their Sony PS4 or their Xbox One because you're capped and you don't get the great images? Is that why? No, you can can stream directly from the PlayStation and without any issues. It's just that you can use that same price point and build a more powerful machine – than the than the traditionally available PlayStation. We're going yeah. to disagree It's just that there's nothing to disagree on. Yeah, but you're going to need the there's, entry money. It's obvious that you can you can pick these parts, spend that money, and your machine is more powerful. The it is, but I don't want to spend too grand. You don't have to spend I just, you have to spend. Well, if, you're, well, if you're a PC... Oh, let me finish.
0: Okay. The, let him the have trouble, the last word.
2: And the, no, you don't have to have those. We so are. We're being nice. The trouble with the $500 PC yes. gaming machine is that the process is more involved. You can't just put a disc in the in the in the console and play the game. You have to download it. There may be some additional drivers you need to upgrade. Yeah. See, I don't want to mess with it. Well, if there are any PC enthusiasts among the insomniacs, please tell us what the heck. Let us think. know. Feel yeah. free to correct Mason if he's wrong in any way. <laughs> and anyway, in any way. in anyway, please but comment below. Let's focus on the shadow because the shadow is a really interesting premise. Yeah, I thought so. It's this thing that get could get a lot of a what I call the whale market. It's dudes who don't have a lot of time. They're professionals. They want to come home and they want a game. They yeah. want to get into PC gaming with their friends. But they don't have to build a PC. They don't have to pay I Buy Power to build one for them. Yeah. Exactly. The they process. want an easy-to-use experience. They want a console experience with right. PC gaming. And this could provide that. Not only but that. But you better be rich. With the sh- Yeah, right? Cause you it's better be rich. A $35 you're payment. Plus a $20 among- on top, you were saying. You, you can. You, you can. can. But the nice thing about PC gaming is... The games are so much cheaper. They are much cheaper. Like not yeah. a little bit cheaper. Like if you build a mid-range PC and you wait until you need to upgrade it, you will save money just on buying games. Being a PC gamer, oh, okay, they yeah. are that much cheaper. Cheaper than a regular Xbox game. Way oh, cheaper. Way cheaper. Way oh, okay. cheaper. So there's the upside. There's the upside. Okay, but so with the gonna- Shadow Box, right. they can, what happens is as they update the servers. Your your the the software ups, updates. Up it. It's a software, not a hardware. So you never issue. need your to buy shadow a new box will get more this. powerful along with, with Blade's server, server yes. strength because it's a software, not a hardware. Exactly, right. exactly. You're playing through their 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 hardware. Well, let's hope they perfect via the it. Cloud. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I, I hope they perfect it. I hope that uh, the company actually stays afloat because a couple have yeah. tried and have been bought up. Or I just hope they're successful in this because if they do it well, they can remove. The most unappealing part of PC gaming. Yeah, the entry, and that's the entry price. Not only the entry price, but the, the effort. You have to go through yeah, building build the it. machine. It's true. It's true. And updating servers, which is quite expensive. People don't realize how much servers and dedicated servers are to update and maintain. This is going to be an expensive business for Blade. But if it works out, it could change. Well, everybody f- wants into the what? Subscriber per month. Yeah. You get exactly. in the su- su- subscriber per month. You get your automatic cash flow, and it sustains them until they get up and going. And that's how Netflix made it. And from what I've heard from my friends who are in business school, every business professor is jerking off the subscriber model. Yes. Jerking Guaranteed off guaranteeing subscriber. Uh, good yeah. God. Yeah. We're using only the intellectual Guaranteed. and technical terms here on yes. Canceling Monsley. So if you understand that only relative, relative term. speech right Yeah. Here. Switch hands, Switch <laughs> a chance, yeah. <laughs> our, Question, next, our next topic we're going to switch to is Movie Pass. If you haven't heard about Movie Pass, it's a great new concept. Do you want me to wax poetic on it for a bit? I could explain it to people. Yeah, give them the rundown on it, and then we'll Good. tell them what's, please what. Please do. What I didn't news. know. I didn't know. So no, Movie Pass is a it's a Silicon Valley startup. Yes. That was created, and it, the basic idea behind it is you sign up for this Movie Pass service, subscribing. Yeah, subscribing, of course, <laughs> for $10 a month. That's <laughs> what it is, man. The now, for your $10 it. a month, you get a debit card and an app. Yes. And with that app, you can get within 100 feet of the movie theater which where you want to see a movie, right? And you would say that you want to buy the ticket. Then the company slots that money onto your debit card you pay at the door and you get in and you're able to do that once a day per day for $10 a month. Right. So you could get 30 days in a month, 30 movies you could possibly go to in that month. doesn't matter about new releases or anything. They'll nope. pay your way in. It's a great fucking deal, but here's the caveat. Catch, yeah. Here's the catch. We know what they're basically doing with this this model, right? Mm-hmm. It's the gym membership model. Yes. Everyone buys a gym membership, but a, a fraction of the people go. Oh, every day. Because if everyone went, there'd be no space in the fucking yeah, gym. They would Exactly. Uh, they would surpass the fire code and kick everyone the fuck yep. out. The place would be closed down. This is the same thing with the movie pass, only they're also working with movie theaters on the back end, yes. getting cheaper tickets in order because, you know, if they get more asses and seats, more concessions are being sold, more profits for the company. Exactly, Because everybody knows because that's really... how movie theaters make their money. Yeah. The, the concessions are marked five up thousand. like five hundred percent. Yeah. So least. movie theaters love this idea mm-hmm. of getting more people in. But the problem arises now where they have guys like us who love to review movies, who love to talk about them on podcasts. Like to see the movies. Like to see the movies. We're using them for multiple days. And this, this panics a startup because they have mm. a set budget. And once that money's runs out, they're fucked. They yeah. go tits up in their are donezo. Tits until, up. until more yeah, people Tits, tits up, technical terms once again. <laughs> right there. <laughs> but the, th- the problem is now they're starting to harass the people who are going every multiple day. times, well, going every day like that's you want to. the rumor right now. A lot of people are upset because the people going every day are literally having the same problem that – They were waiting for the money to put back on the card for the next viewing, but it's not showing up right away because – Movie passes turn around saying, well, we're not sure the funds are being used correctly. Now we're requiring you to take a picture of your ticket stub, send it into the company, and once we verify verified the proof that you've used the money for the ticket, you've gone to seen the show, the next day we'll reapply the funds when you show up with See, 100 feet. And th- this is where I was confused because that doesn't sound like a bad idea necessarily. You know no. what I mean? They want some sort of proof that you went and you saw that movie that day. But the issue arises where they are not – immediate in their exactly. response so when you you text that in you text them you're like hey, here's my ticket stub i went to see this movie and the problem that arising is they don't get back to you and they don't put that money on your card for the next time you're there exactly so if somebody turns around and goes the next day and they text send the picture in the funds are not showing up they went to the movie on, on tuesday their card they want to go back and see another movie yes. on wednesday and they're not and able it's to. not there just hearing the concept i'm gonna be dead on dead serious I think uh, to use another technical term. Once I was told this by my friend, it's hella sus, because you hella sus. Hella sus. I have no idea what the fuck that means. Suspect coming oh, from sus- because I, I suspect oh. that they have nowhere yeah. near the money because well, it sounds a- way too good of a deal true. to be true. It does. When you have such a low price for this service, where literally, if I go see thirty movies, that's three hundred dollars in movie tickets, At all least. for the price of tax. ten dollars. Yes. Ten dollars. That means that it's so within my reason to buy a movie pass that it's not even funny. And the thing is, how are they going to compensate for that loss of money? <laughs> well, they went Not from- only that, but it, at some point it makes sense. Like it's a logical decision to buy a movie pass. If you go to do the movies twice a month... For it's an entire it, year, it's worth it. If you go to the movies four times in one month and you don't go at all in the previous well, month, it still makes more sense to pay ten dollars every single month and get the movie pass. Well, you had two things. One thing was they had a uh, they had a subscriber base that was around ten thousand, and he went to over two million. Because with the startup and everybody heard about it, they jumped on board. Because it's a great deal. And then they were starting off by you could sign up per monthly. Now they've changed it to per year. Annually, yeah. And and here's the other problem. Get if, that money up front, son. That's right. But here's the kicker on the other side of that. If they find you misusing the card for something other than movie tickets, which people have tried, they ban you without refunding your money. So you could pay for a year. <laughs> and they turn around and go, you know what? You've used the funds for something that were, were supposed to be used for the movies. Or you gave you, your movie pass to another person. Another person. They they've have... revoked your subscription. Okay, well, that's fair. A, that sounds and fair. And they've kept them, but some people have said they've revoked subscriptions. And they haven't done it Unfairly. Unfairly. And that's another tick that's going on with this. Well, they better have – let me just say that MoviePass had better have bulletproof terms of service or they could be facing some lawsuits. Well, that's the reason to be honest with you. I almost signed up. Early in the subscription uh, period, you were allowed to sign up monthly. Those people that got into the monthly program, they are going to stay on the monthly program. That was the gig to get They get grandfathered in. Exactly. Because I'll tell you what. If you could do it monthly – and renew it as you want. I think it's a great gig. Uh, 120 bucks? I might lay down that Skrilla. Yeah, but what if you're two months in and they, they tell you to go suck it and they keep your 100 bucks and, and you're out? By that time, I would have already have seen 30 movies <laughs> and <laughs> <it> cashed out <laughs> sufficient for the year. But you hope, you hope. But if you have enough people, have, say it's 500,000 people mm-hmm. out of that 2 million and they get bumped out of their $100 a month, we're talking about some serious cash. I mean, you're to right. be honest, I just don't see how a business can have a model like this. And have and it be extremely profitable. Yeah, you a good point on people and not plus, going every day. Going every day, like I don't, I don't see myself going personally every day if I had one, it's because not, I can well, only see not. Red Sparrow so many times before I would go Concrete. Dying. Yeah, but the thing you have to remember too, they're people concrete. who go every day <laughs> don't go. Soon. They don't go to the prime time movies. They don't go every evening. What do they do? They go to matinees, where the movie theater has a ton of freaking open seats they don't sell anyway. Yeah. So the movie theaters don't give a shit. And if they say otherwise, they're full of crap because we've all been to matinees, and you're the only. Goddamn person in the fr- freaking yeah, theater. If and anything, they'd it's me and old man an Jeffers. An exactly. in the you're happy to have someone to give you ten dollars, even if it's at a discounted rate, because you know what? If you've been in the theater, I used to work in movie theaters. That that screen projector starts whether you're there or not. Yeah, absolutely. So they're spending the electric, they're spending the money, and if they can get someone who's going to come, another button the seat is exactly. another chance to make a sale on concessions. That's right. And that's where the money's made. That's where the when money's made. When you go made. in there and you spend eighteen dollars on a large soda, it's like and a popcorn, you're fucked. Just the large. Sodas, well, 18, we're going to keep it. We're going to keep an eye on it because I still feel that uh, it's. You got to watch it for a little while. It's a new app. Let's give it a little time to see what happens. Exactly. It's going to be interesting. Our next uh, social media moment is. Uh, it's a tribute to Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees, a Friday the Thirteenth franchise, is not real. But 120 feet down at a popular spot for divers in Minnesota, they unsuspectingly came across a statue at the bottom of the lake. Yes, that's fucking terrifying. Could you imagine you're in scuba gear, you're swimming around and in a then, pitch black lake, 120 feet down? Look at this freaking picture, folks. It Holy is just unfreaking believable. You know what? That's an epic troll. I gotta say, I love it. It's a I'd good probably homage. die. I'd probably die. If I were Dude, diving... I'd get the bends. The 120 frigid feet waters, down. That's it. I'm, I'm freaking rocketing to the surface. Have you ever seen... Uh, they've done... They, this guy has done other Besides art, dropping a brick. Which is pretty I interesting. shit myself in my wetsuit. Right suit. there. I don't mean to interrupt, but yes. could you imagine... Apparently, this is like a whole subgenre of art. Yeah, like there are artists who make these like vast constructions and then drop them drop down. many up in, and not into the ocean, but it's happening a lot in fresh water. Yeah, that it's, part is it's definitely super true. cool. And this is the work of Curtis Law, if I'm say, saying it right. And some men just want to watch the world burn. Unbelievable, like Curtis. Holy Fuck, shit, man. it's it's pretty cool. And this is the picture. I think it's been down there for a couple oh. of years now, and it's holding up really well. It's, and
0: it, it, it does. It looks go to, good. You
2: go to the website and you can take a look at the pictures. It's actually a full Jason in full garb holding a machete. They, are, are you I'm kidding? telling you. With a chain he running even, from its body to down to shit. a stone. Okay. And if, if you're a fan of the Friday the 13th films, I am. I, I've seen them all. Some of them are pretty shit. Some of them are actually pretty good.
1: Pretty a couple shit. couple of times. Pretty shit. Pretty, shit. <laughs>
2: pretty shitty. But if, if you remember a couple of the movies... He was actually trapped at the bottom a few, a few times with a chain around him. Because that's how you defeat Jason. He yeah. can't swim. Nope. And you hold him at the bottom of the ocean. He goes into a dormant state until the next time. What? No. His, I think it's hilarious that that's his weakness. Swimming. I can't swim. It's <laughs> <laughs> hey, quite a barrier. Whatever it answer. takes to hold him down. There's a lot of know? detail on this statue. Like he has eyeballs and everything. I'm telling you. And there's some images that you see. We only. Oh my God! I didn't even notice the eyeballs. And I'm telling you, if you go to the website, dude, the eyeballs is too much. No, 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 I'm telling you, this is this is just one picture. If you circle around and you go to the website, there's pictures when a diver comes up toward him there's like eight eight different shots and there's a video on it too i think there's a video Um, i love the text for this is oh dear god this is not okay it's not it's not and and if Uh, you come up you'll actually they they pan the camera on his face and he's holding a machete I told you, it's fucked up, man. He uh, has chains wrapped around him I, too. Just like in the movie. Just like in the movie. And it's disturbing. Dude, his skin his skin is definitely is texturized dope. and he and he did a good job painting him as he well. Didn't. It looks and like a real person. It, it looks does. like Jason. It looks like Jason. Alright. So we'll cut next to uh some Oscar voters uh are, are see I can't talk. Yeah. Help Well, well
0: get out has been
2: <laughs> People have been talking about how Get Out got snubbed at the Oscars. First, with the categorization, (laughs) categorization, categorization, fuck of it being a comedy. Of it being a comedy first, and secondly, the fact that it was largely it was it was a late add to the list. Yes, and everyone was talking this shit. But thankfully, Jordan Peele did get an Oscar for best screenplay. Yep, you got a screenwriting. Still can't talk. I mean. For this movie, if it didn't at least win one Oscar, I would have been furious. Apparently, people are still furious that it only won one. Yes, I think so too. I mean, when you have a movie that's so about the collective culture of the nation and is also a good movie, when those two things coincide, you you struck a gold mine. Really? And I think we saw that when the movie costs like five to ten million dollars to make four point five, and you make like. Over hundreds of millions? of millions. a gajillion dollars. Yeah, nobody does that percentage. You know, you're you're fine, but I, there's some. I same, you've hit something is, important. I bet this movie's is really good. Are you, uh, are are you kidding? me? I haven't seen it. I right. told him this today. I was like, "This is embarrassing." And oh, at this okay. point, I like being the token guy who has not seen it's it. It's just terrible. I enjoy it there's, far too see, much. See, I really thought maybe, to be honest with you, and I've seen Shape of Water and I've seen Get that Out. Fucking sucked. Okay, Alien Alien in my opinion, Alien dicks. In my opinion get out should have one best director oh it should i think they're parts. who won best director the cinematography in get out the yeah, just the Darren shots they got in from, for the shape of water. water best director that's disturbing. I know. I totally agree. I think there's some scenes in Get Out, the sunken place. Uh, uh, there's some other scenes when they're about to cut the some skull the, open. Uh, there's another scene. At the tea party outside. The tea party. I'm sorry. He did such a good job directing this picture, it should have won two Oscars. I still think there's a stigma that are attached to directors of horror films that simply because they're horror films, they think that they're going for a a, a cheap thrill, exactly. And, like it's a, and cheap, it's a movie. cheap movie, exactly. And I'm sorry, I don't believe that at all. I think for a really good horror movie to be successful and transcend the other genres, it has to be so so much freaking better. good. It has to be because so much not better. Not only is almost a, putting like I almost feel like putting this into a category. It's 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 a weird movie to place into a category. It's you know, not a comedy. It's folks. definitely a horror. If you're gonna if you're gonna drama. To slot in, If you anything. want to slot into a drama? Uh, yeah. Thriller, maybe. There is no thriller category in the Oscars. That's yeah. the problem. There is no thriller. There is no horror. And here here here's a thought. Get with the fucking times. Let's have a horror show. So. I was gonna say, I, I, has Tarantino what, what, won an Oscar? Yes. Oh, thank God. Pulp Fiction. But that's my many. thing. Hasn't his, his movies his movies border the line. Of thriller Trauma. and horror but, at times. Yeah, but <laughs> gratuitous violence. But, but am I wrong? It's never there, horror. It, but is there a problem with not having there is a problem with not having a specific category for best horror picture? He won five Oscars. There you That's go. insane. But well most of them he won two for Pulp Fiction, yes. two for Inglorious Bastards, and one for Django.
1: There, I mean, were in pictures, is, there were times in *Inglorious Bastards*. What a there were
2: times in *Inglorious Bastards* where it monster. kind of mimicked some of the themes of horror and the tropes of horror. Yes, I, I but, but that's kind it, of I how just *Get think, Out* did. *Get Out* didn't no, I rely on the horror. *Inglorious Bastards* just, was a was not a horror film, but it had horrifying moments. That's that what I'm saying. But that's two different things. Exactly. I want what I'm a specific category for horror. I agree. Exa- but what I'm I'm saying is best horror picture. Let's fucking do it. That's what I'm saying. I'd love that. I would too. The industry is like cast down horror because they think it's gratuitous and ridiculous. And what I'm saying is there are movies that have won Oscars that are equally gratuitous and horrifying. That's what I was saying. I agree with you. Here's one quote from the old guard. Horror cheap, horror's cheapness and simplicity made it the province of lesser directors. Holy shit. Are you fucking idiots? Are you are you morons? I'm actually kind of offended by that. Uh, offended? I know I'm never going to be able to vote on this because you know well, they're what? They're kind of insulting the intelligence of the audience. Like if you were Every, to appreciate that, everybody who likes horror movies is a goddamn idiot. Yeah. Or like you, you only like like. Do uh, you know how like in Roman times the people who appreciated sport and things like that were seen as peons or sure, lesser than absolutely, right. Because you are amused by like the most basic, uh, yeah, carnal simple things. I totally understand what and you're, you're like, saying. oh. And that's why I feel for you to ignore a whole genre like this of creativity, the ability to shoot a movie and make it captivate a moment to scare people, it takes an art. I'm sorry. Yeah, Hollywood needs to get over its aristocratic superiority. Exactly. I'll get off my soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> the preach portion I'm sorry man it just really pissed me off he should have won two Oscars not that Guillermo del Toro is not a great director and he's a great horror director and he's done great horror films but in this particular instance I'm sorry Shape of Water did not deserve to win an Oscar over Get Out alright let's next move to topic. our next one. So speaking of moment. horrific symbology check out this picture this is <laughs> Look at this a 5,000 year old tattoo looks like yeah 5,000 year old tattoo looks like believed to be one of the oldest oldest figurative body arts that have been discovered on a pair of well-preserved egyptian mummies what do you think that is what do you think they were going for there man egyptians got down to Actually, the weirdest stuff you know what that is it looks like an egyptian sword the handles on the lower part and they used to have swords that kind of did that with a hook on top like a sickle kind of but it's, a, or sword. it's it, a sword it's a sword it's a sword it's a sword yeah if you hold it Imagine holding it at that end. Thank you, Cameron. And then it shapes like oh. that. And I do remember watching some some movies. Uh, you know, uh, that's what I do. Uh, peer uh, reviewed, pe- <laughs> and, and that's some what peer reviewed were. movies. Yeah. Have and you ever seen you, the Mummy one <laughs> or yeah. the Mummy two? Holy shit! But I remember <laughs> seeing some swords like that. And that's what it kind of reminds me of. It looks like man. The Egyptians art. were the original fucking counterculture. You. First of all, they're like one of the first civilizations to practice oral sex. Rock on. And then they're the, Appreciate the you. They're, they're, now Big they're ups. Um, now I know they have tattoos too. <laughs> the, were these people the coolest fucking people they on earth? I think they were the hipsters of the world back then. Way say, ahead of their times. Way ahead. I mean, sands inbreeding. Yeah, without. Let's without yeah. do that. But what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? You can't have everything good all at once. That is true. That's why you're all. And what happened dead to now. their civilization? Exactly. I was just thinking it. You have all this shit going for you, all this knowledge. You know, Cameron this... and I were just talking about that. we uh, That's way too. I was going to say, talk about the pyramids and shit like that. But my thing is. And how they were created by the Greys? Exactly. Cameron seems to think that aliens have assisted them in building <laughs> the pyramids. But I'm just saying. I think it's. They were a way more technologically advanced than we give them have credit for. Have to, have to be. Have to be. And then this society. This reached a peak and then deteriorated over time the, the more intelligent people began to die off forgive me
0: uh, our, Inbreed. give me inbreeding. one tangent probably due to inbreeding give me Which one tangent
2: a I watched the documentary on how they built the pyramids and they used Which shovels that is simple fact. lever systems and, they, and slaves yeah they used slaves <laughs> million, to literally zillions. slaves with ropes to carry 25 ton slabs of, of granite stone. Rock. Yep. And I think that's a little, it's a little crazy to say that they were able to build the pyramids in 200 years.
0: I have some questions.
2: Aliens. Hey. Anytime there's a logical gap. Yeah. Why don't we just ask. Alien you know bomb. what? You, you can th- all check out my YouTube conspiracy video on it. <laughs> it's pretty It's awesome. right next to his flat earth. It's right next to his flat earth questionnaire. Feel free to check out my flat earth video yeah. collection. Can can get me started on this round Unbelievable. earth show. So we'll go on to our next one. Uh, the Probably the most popular man on earth right now. Are you guys going to disagree with that? I don't believe so. I think it's The Rock. Oh, I forgot about this. Yeah. Yes. Oscar's biggest night. And The Rock got an award himself. He takes to social media to talk about how he won The Razzie for. Uh, you got to love a guy who owns. He won The Razzie for Baywatch. They created a new category yes. on its own for Baywatch. The movie that you hate so much, you actually begin to love it. Play, play the video, play. Oh, do you want me to play? Yeah, I want movie? you to play. They can't cop- It's not copy Yeah, Raider. The Rock is a cool dude. He wouldn't Oscar hit us. that. No.
1: I'm super pumped and very proud for my buddies who've been nominated tonight, pulling for you guys to bring home the gold. Uh, I'm also excited because I was just informed that I too am bringing home the gold <laughs> tonight. Uh, no, yes, not you Oscar, are. or maybe one day, but a Razzie. Uh, Razz- maybe one the day. The annual <laughs> given out to worst I mean, I he he'll do that after
2: he runs for president, right? For
1: Baywatch. Yeah. Uh, but here's the cool thing. Baywatch The movie was so bad they actually had to create another category. I'm not kidding. That category is so it. rotten you eventually Skip fell in love it. with Shocker. it. I'm a rock <laughs> fan. <laughs> Shocker. The, Shocker. the Shocker. shit sandwich you have been eating is so bad that you eventually started to like it. Uh, but <laughs> Baywatch he is very charismatic. It didn't work out like that, but I, hum- I humbly and graciously accept my Razzie. And I thank you, critics. Thank you, fans. And um, And look, at the end of the day, uh, movie so rotten you eventually fell in love with it that's just the way love goes <laughs> alright go Baywatch oh my god Thank you for my razzy. unbelievable alright class
0: well, act
2: you can't help it like that guy
1: and no, then the I funny part why. is
2: the funny part is he probably turned that off and he was like I will find you yeah he's literally I bet he's <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he was like are we done mother Fuck! <laughs> I worked so hard <laughs> throws an iPad. Do you realize I slept two hours every day on shoots? Yeah. unbelievable I bet you and what did the film do Mace where it takes off that shirt and he's like, no, I, I don't want to look personable anymore. Give me my Armani exchange. What did that film <laughs> Yeah, Disgusting. Yeah, things. I have the numbers here. Apparently that movie had a production budget of $60 million. But worldwide box office, it did $176 million. Unbelievable. And then home market performance, which is like a DVD sales and things like that. It did another $8 million. So they tripled. What the production budget so was. So, on the night of the Oscars, in the night he won his Razzie, The Rock will be drying his tears with $100 bills yeah. Yeah, and I? Gucci slippers. He will wipe away that. So, he doesn't I'm give a 100? fuck now. Yeah, I At wouldn't all. give a shit. He'll be shining that Razzie with a $100 bill. Yeah, it's easy to be a class act when you made all that scrilla. It's just insane. Just insane. So, in film this week, 85 years ago today, King Kong... Post the world premiere in New York, in 1933, King Kong, the original film, was aired. It's a great piece of imagination, hatched in the brain of a showman for showmen. Yeah, we have the pop figure for King Kong here. King Kong Pop. He's one of my favorite Funko Funko Pops. I mean, in comparison with the size of the other Funko Pops. He's he's much larger than a standard Funko Pop. Let me grab a standard Funko Pop. Because he's King Kong. Yeah. You see you see how they did that? <laughs> he's much larger. Personally, this is the Skull Island one, holding a helicopter. He is holding a helicopter. Personally, I was more of a rampage kid growing up, so I'm super excited for that movie. But there's oh, always who's, a... who's starring in that?
1: Oh, uh, the, the Rock. Rock Johnson. There we go. Just had to, just had to throw boy. it
2: the I am a bit of a fanboy. But I will say, there is a special connection that I have with King Kong. I remember when I was around 11, I threw in the 1955 King Kong vs. Godzilla. Great film. And it is just one of the most campy but, like, lovable oh, movies really I've good. ever yeah, seen like in my that life. Movie. It started the love for King Kong in my heart. And how movie. can you not root for King Kong when he's fighting a cold reptile with no emotions? Right. Well, God, I love it. That King Kong, the first movie, appeared in 1933. And over the years, in the 85 years, it's grossed over $1.2 billion. Well, that's pretty <laughs> extreme. Very nice. Very nice franchise. For so, all that money, I'd be going bananas. Oh, you gotta. You gotta <laughs> Here we go Dude, What do no, we talk about? No, we talk we're gonna about? have to start that camera pre-show. Yes. I just want everyone to know he's the funniest man alive during pre-show. Funniest pre-show host ever. ever. And then as ever. soon as we roll, just crickets, motherfucker. You. Nothing crickets. <laughs> from you. Crickets. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Unbelievable. Fuck. This takes us right into our people's report. I'm really excited for this people. This is report. very inspirational. A Florida so, boy. Florida boy. You guys have heard about this guy. He's a phenom. Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem? Shaquem. Shaquem. <laughs> oh, no! You call him Shaquem to his face. I'm not doing it's a it. So disrespectful. Yeah. I, know, I did my best. Very disrespectful. I was going to let the video do the talking I've only for read I've it's only Shaquim. read his name. Yeah. But I remember Shaquim. watching the videos of the combine. The spelling can be difficult. like yes. The way it's written, it looks like Shaquem. But it's Shaquem Griffin. Um, very very inspiring story. He was born with a malformed hand that was amputated shortly after birth. And he performed very, very well at the University of Central Unbelievable. Florida. Incredible. He was flying all around the field making sacks, tackles, all with one hand. He was invited to the NFL Combine very late just after the Senior Bowl, at which point most of the standout players have already received their NFL Combine invites. So he gets his invitation, and he absolutely demolishes the NFL Combine. He takes place in all of the events. He does the bench press. During the bench press, he had to use a prosthetic clamp. And we have a clip of that right now. We're going to show you. We have a clip of that. that. It's really inspirational. Pretty amazing stuff here. Here he is. He's he's already strapped it on. University he's of Central already Florida he's strapped on his prosthetic and he's setting up on the bench press now it's fashioned in such a way that he has to wrap it around the bar and then clamp it. it like a vice grip on it very cool and it allows him to hold on watch, to the bar securely watch this guys it's impressive as hell he's very very inspirational all with one hand there's no why why not look at this like it's like that's butter. That's two and a quarter, guys. Like butter, two hundred twenty-five. He needs pounds. to hook up with Boston Dynamics. He needs to get supercharged. On seriously, that. unbelievable. That's look at his shit. any guy was, deserves. Look at he's it. repping it out. Okay, all right. We'll move on to the next clip now. He was able to do twenty repetitions with two hundred twenty-five pounds. pounds. That's a very impressive number. He's a linebacker. Now so. here's something. He that's was even... placed in that event. But this man, this is the crazy part. Disadvantage yeah. got a late invite. He ran the fastest 40 time at the combine for, for any a linebacker. linebacker. Yep. Let me show you guys a clip of this. This is absolutely astonishing. This guy, late invite. If any of you guys don't know like how pivotal that is, as soon as you get your invite, these guys hook up with training specialists, agility specialists, and and an, and skill and trainers. An yep. And an agent. And in an order agent. to prepare for these specific events. Yes. One of the most important events is the 40-yard dash. It can make or break where you go in the draft. And where you go in the draft is very important as to how Mm -hmm. well you will do like negotiating your initial contract. So it could be worth millions of dollars. Or sometimes even if you're even taken. Some guys are drafted just because they're Just fast. because they perform well. Exactly. Devin in, Hester. In Devin Hester. Exactly. Perfect Byron business. Jones. I think his last name was Jones. Byron well, Jones. Well, not only that, I remember Herschel Walker. Everybody was so impressed with his size because he, and he ran such a fast 40. Exactly. Time. Byron Jones, he was drafted uh, last draft, if not the draft before that. He only participated in the jumping events, but he broke both records. And he was drafted in the first round because of it. Let's check Griffin showcase his clutch gene in the forty. Flies
1: to the football. Oh
2: my fucking god! He does not look absolutely flies. Like it doesn't even. It does not even look like he is moving quickly. But he just ran the forty-yard dash in four point three eight seconds. Amazing. For a point of reference, a 4 six, You are flying. You are an extremely fast individual. Did you select your own 40 time? To I say, used my own 40 oh time. My Did you God, really? he's four You ran six? a 4.6? Yeah, I ran a 4.6. I knew that he was is- going to say, you're such a fast individual. Just for, just point of for reference, a 4.6. Quite- if you ran a 4.6, you're just extremely quick. I felt like he was going to say, just for reference, I'm quite the athlete uh, myself. You know, I, I ran a 4.9. Okay? Just to showcase how good Griffin is. I ran a 4 He's nine. better than me, and I'm pretty special. And cleats with full pads. It doesn't matter.
0: Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it
2: does not matter. Bottom line is, I'm never going to be as good as this guy. Not a chance. I never was amazing. even a shadow. Of over guy. 6 Forget feet that. tall, over 220 pounds. Yes. And he ran a four three is better than almost all of the wide receivers who participated, and those are generally the fastest players. Ever. Ever. So he just blew them out of the water. So I wish nothing but the best for this guy. It's a very, very inspirational story. We'll have to see where he gets drafted or if he gets drafted at all because I feel like there's going to be a a big stigma against a player with one hand. And I I have a hard time believing that. Even if he's picked up at the end of the draft, it has to happen. I have a hard time believing that any of the top-notch teams will be willing to lay down the money. For an individual that's disadvantaged in this way, you don't think he'll get at least the last last pick in round? Absolutely, the draft? I think he's going to get drafted. Just but off I'm his just, speed, I'm just saying that I I have a hard time believing that one of the teams who are slotted higher up in the draft will be willing to lay down tens of millions of dollars. You
1: yeah, know but what what's I mean? the
2: minimum contract? You're not going to offer him tens of millions of dollars, but I would give a, I would give one of my last round picks for a guy Absolutely. like that. Absolutely, yeah, I think he will be he'll be drafted not only because, because he'll be a valuable addition, but because he will draw eyes to the team. Yeah. Because he could play special teams, even if until he gets a slot playing as linebacker, I believe. Because how many guys have you seen in the Absolutely. NFL not that have that, broken their hand and they have a club? Look on at him. Jason Pierre-Paul blew all of his fingers, fingers off, and still playing, he's playing great. Yep. And he has got a club, for club hands. on hand, exactly. So my thing is, is why not? Why not give the guy a shot? Why not give him a draft pick? Put him on your team. If he's that inspirational, he's a hard worker. I'd want him on my team. That's exactly. And one. if you watch his tape from UCF, or. Any of the games he's previously played, and he's all over the field. He does very, very well. So yeah. it's entirely possible that he could be drafted very hey. early on in the draft, hey. and he could play soon. So I'm, I'm a bear know. fan. Why not? Super inspirational. Definitely. Just on a personal level, and it's just. And if you're a Jet amazing. fan, fuck man, we, whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes. This is painful. Put the guy on your team. Obviously, that's all I have to say. And then I can, we'll talk. We'll talk about that at a different time. But so we'll we'll jump into birthdays. Our next, our first birthday pick is going to be Eva Mendez. Everybody knows her from, uh, what she do with Will Smith? Hitch. Hitch. Did a great movie with Hitch. She just had her birthday March 5th, Where do you guys put Hitch in your ranking of Will Smith movies? It's up there. Oh, it's up there. It's Higher high. than Bad Boys or lower than Bad lower Boys? Lower than Bad Boys. I call it the Bad Boys standard. That's where you got to rate every movie against Two different it. movies. I still you like know, it. You know, obviously Bright pick- below Bad Boys. Hitch, I think, is above. Now you start shitting on Bright.
1: <laughs> I I, knew, I just
2: wanted to on break because I knew it set you off yeah, a it little does, bit. because you turn around and like the movie, and now you're trying to come back off of it. I love the movie. Well, okay, regardless of it. Will Smith's film career, we're talking about Eva, Eva Mendes. Mendes turned 43, doesn't look above a day a day above 30. Yeah, she's been with Ryan Gosling since 2011. Matt seems to think Ryan Gosling is Ed Norton. I yes, did. we were researching I I for the show. argued about that. <laughs> he told us that he, she had been you're, married to Ed Norton You're for wrong, years. sir. He's like, she's been married to- Thank you for playing. He's been Good married- day, sir. Good day. She's been married to uh, Ed Norton for years. I said that. I said They that. have kids together. No, you're wrong, Mason. They've built a life together. I did. Nope. But Ed Norton, I'm giving you way more tale than you actually need. Another pivotal memory. Yeah, he did. Okay. You know, I was talking about how I was 11 and I watched King Kong vs. Godzilla. I actually watched Sin City when I was 12 with Ev- Eva Mendez. Eva. Eva Mendez. Eva. Eva, Eva. Eva. Eva Mendez. You <laughs> wow. You're the one <laughs> fucking up the pronunciations today, sir. You are the man. And I she, might start her. That was my probably my favorite role from her Well, in she, Sin City. She's she was great. incredible. Yes. 43 years old and net worth of a cool $15 million. Happy that birthday. That's pretty cool. Born Born the next in Miami, birthday we're moving on is Kath- Catherine O'Hara. She also has a sweet net worth of 80 80 that would be nice. But it's $8 million, $8 million, and she just turned 63 March 4th. She's from Ontario, Canada. That's yep. pretty damn good, honestly, man. Not Can't too be mad at shabby. That. If you remember Catherine O'Hara, she's from, the Home, alone. from Home Alone. Home Alone you know, we left George. She, 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 I loved her. Cause she would always be the character who would lose her shit in movies. Yeah. She, she did was great job. She's like the female Nick cage. Yep. Did killers. Oh Curb your enthusiasm. Oh good behavior. She's done a ton of movies. $8 million. Happy birthday to you. March 4th. Julie Bowen. Next Julie birthday. Bowen. If you guys are not familiar with Julie Bowen. We need only say one name. Claire from modern family. Yes. <laughs> she's honestly she's what got me into modern family because i saw her and i'm like this chick is hilarious yeah okay that's why she plays kind of like the neurotic high-strung mom we were just talking about <laughs> eva mendez you yeah. know and uh, i think julie bowen has aged even better than even eva. better Oh, yeah. She, how old is Julie Bone? Julie Bone, 48 years old. Born 20. March 3rd, 1970, Baltimore, Maryland. Worth $16 million. Oh, Baltimore. Glad she got out of there. Yep, she ran. ran. <laughs> she got to get out of there. The inner city's a rough place, man. <laughs> Holy
0: shit. <laughs> Happy birthday, Brian Cranston.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry we'll Baltimore. Move we'll move Happy on to birthday. Brian Cranston. He's hey, 62. We, we would love to do a live show in Baltimore, just for the record. I'd like to do so a I'll live be- show anywhere. Cameron would like to do a live show in Baltimore. <laughs> It'll just be me. <laughs> so no, Mason. I don't want to get Mason stabbed outside of 7 Eleven. Oh, come on now. Not all Baltimore. 20 on time. Pump 3. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I've been stabbed. <laughs> oh, my God. We love you, Baltimore. Please. Brian you- Cranston, net worth $30 million. Call the police. Why are you untying my shoes? March 7th, 1956. 62 years. Born in Hollywood, California. James Vanderbeek is 40. Better known for. <laughs> what is that? Man, that was, that was, that that was is the dead smoothest air. transition to man. the next birthday I've ever seen. Thanks, Mason, for that. He's got $10 million all from Dawson's Creek. Yeah, Dawson's Creek. James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek is eager to celebrate. He doesn't want to wait for his life to be over. What the uh, hell is. Where are you going with this, man? It's Fox. the Dawson's, it's Creek Dawson's Creek theme song. Come uh, on. Uh, I don't want to wait uh, for to uh, be over. He did varsity blues. Harmony, the dude. <laughs> the new Holland and Oates. Yeah, I think so. We'll comment, a- comment below. We'll yeah, subscribe, we'll, subscribe, subscribe. We'll do a concert in Baltimore. If me and Mason Just were to be, me and Mason? if Mason and I were to there be we a go. singing duo, future lawyer, what would our name be? Holland and Oates, Ball and Scroats? It's up to you. You decide. James wow. <laughs> Randi, ten million dollars net worth.
0: Born March eighth.
2: You suck during the show. 1977. <laughs> you suck during the show. I love the collective groans I like, get for every joke. It really pulls it out of <laughs> United States of America. All right, guys. <laughs> Next, Time to move gonna- on to we're- the big stories. Yeah, the big, so big story. So big. Netflix hits an all-time high pushing the company's net worth over 130 billion dollars it reaches as many subscribers as cable television by the end of 2017 does everybody understand that we and all knew it was, my this was day coming. i remember getting cable tv we used to use the old freaking antenna on top of every, some people still do and that's fine but it's not fine okay it's obviously not fun <laughs> millennial no no it's <laughs> spoiled it's not spoiled yeah what year is it dude stop doing that All right. a roku's like 80 bucks well, bro get honestly yeah well 2017. 2017- marks the, the best shift way to do on how people are watching TV. Remember how we said cut the cable? We said that earlier in our beginning podcast. More people are switching. I would almost say cable. you heard it here first. It's from Streaming Wars. I think that was like episode three. Yeah. yeah, the Streaming Wars. We laid that shit down. We laid out the timeline yeah. and it's pretty much worked out. We've seen conflicts happen in the Streaming Wars. We've seen streaming become the predominant me- uh, medium through which people get it their wars. entertainment. It predicted the future actually. Yeah. Netflix, the first global channel, folks global channel one in five u.s adults owns a smart speaker all right guys that totals to a number of 47.3 million million 47.3 million in only two years it took 13 years for television and four years for internet access to reach 50 million so they're almost there in two years two years everybody in the world has a speaker hooked to the internet listening and commenting and recording everything you said. I love how he's em- emphasizing the fact that they're listening, and recording, and he is bought too. Yeah, I did. yeah. The funniest thing, right? I used to think that that was all. You know me. I like a good conspiracy. There's theory. been a lot. Although of I don't believe about them, about this shit, I'm I'm like, I like I right like to now. just play with it. You know, I watch Alex Jones I'm just to laugh my ass off. I'm having fun. You no one believes what they says. And I I watched videos on these Google Homes, these Amazon Echo Dots and all this stuff. Yes, Alexa. And they were like, and these guys were looking in in the terms of service and they were getting worried. They're like, because it says we can record your conversations for data purposes. And then that Facebook scandal happened where they were actually, if your Facebook app was open. They would listen to your conversations, the audio from your conversations, and then give you advertising based off of what you said. What you said in your mind. And I've actually experienced this. It's trippy as hell. When you have your Instagram open, and then you close it, and you just put your phone down, but the app is still running in the background. And I was talking about coffee with my friends, and it advertised coffee to me five minutes later are you serious i didn't do i'm that not before. even kidding and i was like holy shit yeah social media I and had platforms no now if i that's say anything and my phone is near me i just assume that there is an fbi agent laughing at my awkward well, conversations well, over the phone here's something that's really funny I, i'm a huge sopranos friend you got a soprano friend fan sopranos friends wow man <laughs> <laughs> pace i am a huge sopranos fan you know this there's an yes. episode of sopranos where he sits down with one of his associates tony soprano the head of the mob family and the guy's on a computer and you Know what he tells the guy? Shut that freaking computer, because I don't know what's going on with those cookies. I don't know if the I shit's don't know what's listening. going on with those cookies. No, no, and he's computer related. But it's funny, way back then, that they were commenting on computers listening into your conversations. And here we are, the computer, and now we are literally buying microphones. Yes, that's true. Millions of them. I and have two. It's bugging our own homes. Well, here's the thing: I saw a couple stories on Twitter about them actually crackling or going off randomly and uh, or announcing like times. there's someone on the other side listening to your conversation and nothing messed up man i'm sorry nothing that's was terrifying. more telling than when mark zuckerberg did a live stream and this is the guy who wants freedom of information he puts it out that he thinks we should all like meld each other's information what do you gotta hide bro what do you this man you? had tape over his webcam and i was I like not, are you, you motherfucker yeah, i was like so even he acknowledges yeah, <laughs> people can, yeah. He, he doesn't does have a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. But even he acknowledges. Every show. <laughs> every show in the middle of the <laughs> point. <laughs> he's. <laughs> <and you> just, <laughs> every time. he's vomiting facts on these kids. In, you in the, got the middle of wow. the point. He's like. <laughs> but even Mark Zuckerberg acknowledges that people can look at this shit. And I think that that's crazy. It's just insane to me. That he's like, yeah, yeah, they can People are actually listening in. Well, that's fucking terrifying. It is. The that fucking brings man. us to our quote yeah. of the week. Every day, and uh, just really quick though, yeah. Or, uh, I, yeah. Each segway. and every day, I we get more and more Orwellian. That's all I'm saying. It's well, coming. Oh. Eventually, there will well-ian. be the Ministry of Truth. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. We stopped checking for the monsters under the bed when we realized they were inside us. Heath Ledger, the Joker. Great quote. Great so movie. Powerful. great character. So powerful. Think about that. As Rewind. Play it again. Think about it. Yeah. Often. You could almost make a whole philosophical text off of what Joker has said. The in quote. Movie. The quote speaks for itself. It does. <laughs> <laughs> you must stop <laughs> thank you sir <laughs> good day good you day. day you get you lose you nothing get nothing uh so we'll jump on to our next this is a pick of the week you're getting it from a trekkie again matt writes the show <laughs> clearly it's apparent <laughs> it is very apparent when the you pick of this. the week is star trek discovery <laughs> although to be fair i've actually if i was gonna pick I've tried to watch original series. I couldn't do it. If you if you tell me right now that you, if you wrote the show that your pick of the week would be Star Trek Discovery, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Pause. I, all right. I tried to watch the original series. I couldn't get into it. That hot chick in Deep generation. Space Nine could only keep me interested Star for Trek so for long. That, Deep Space Nine, though, that chick was fucking hot. The one with the rubbery nose? Yeah. Call me. That actress hit me up. Anywho. She's Pajoran. Yeah, Pajoran. Tasha Yar. But now, Star Trek Discovery. (laughs) I know. I love how you know exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. about. But Star Trek Discovery has easily been the most interesting for me. It has the most concurrent storylines. It has the coolest characters. With? An arc! Finally, we have a fucking arc in arc. Star Trek. Apparently, they so didn't have an good. arc before. But not, they have not joined many times. the likes of Battlestar Galactica and Stargate Universe. Two great shows. Because for Two me, fantastic personally, shows. the one thing... Fantastic. That, you know a big show Big sci-fi show That I, I loved for a long time Until I got sick That there wasn't enough Long arcs in it The X-Files Yes And it's funny We were talking about that Pre-show But when you guys I didn't bring it up But that's exactly What I was gonna say too I was a massive fan Of the fucking X-Files But then I got like Into season 4 And I'm like It's the same shit Over and over again yeah. There's no overlying story Just crazy shit happens Every time well, You have to remember At the time that came out People were harking To throw back uh, Different TV series to like the Twilight Zone And, and Night Stalker and other shows like that. But so it's they, so important to have an arc. It is, I, as I well, mentioned well, earlier. You got to remember, X Files kind of did have an arc. It was about a, loose a, though, a a loose very one. loose, because Granted, they wouldn't mention it for three or four episodes. No, the loose arc is important because if someone comes in in episode three, they can't be entirely lost. Or you're missing out on that potential but viewer. But they didn't mention. I the, the, I agree, Cameron. They didn't mention the arc and enough. Nearly and enough. not until later in the series when they started losing viewers, where people, unless you were a hardcore fan, you didn't keep up with the show. You just didn't, and, and mm-hmm. that's definitely. But true. that's when the show got interesting for me. Like when later? they started getting deeper into the arts. Yes, then well, that was that was the story about you know the in search. Was Star and Trek and in keeping with Star Trek back it's on going track. dark? So I want Matt to explain what what one possible interpretation of going dark means apparently they entered a new dimension of some kind yeah and really. not a new dimension it was a dimension they you, you actually went into the original star trek enterprise it was an alternative dimension where the the actual uh star trek was a evil entity in that universe and the original star Trek got placed in it when they, when they went around the sun, they got thrown into that universe and then had to get back out. They reprised it again in deep space nine. Mm -hmm. And then they redid it again here when they used going dark was a different type of warp engine where they could kind of jump throughout the different universes and, they used they used it instead of going uh, going into red alert they went to uh, code dark and then they would jump and when they jumped there was an episode where something had happened and they skipped into this universe again where uh, the Star Trek uh, and everything involved when it with it were uh, a dark entity and they had killed basically and taken over the entire galaxy. That's a whole synopsis. That's a whole synopsis. I did I, I it just did that? <laughs> No, it was good. <laughs> no, I it was good. It was good. Uh, I'm sorry. I could just keep going. They're cutting me off. It's, it's super interesting. No, it's though, good. And, and that's kind of what they did for this entire episode. And then they got through <laughs> it and then they jumped back. No, it's really like I'm being serious. So Star Trek going dark can kind of be like a double entendre there as it far is. as going dark is because over the course of the first season, the show repeatedly pushed the crew and sometimes the audience behind their comfort zones with episodes that dealt with rape, torture, and that rape episode was yes. crazy, and was the, the systematic got... exploitation and consumption of intelligent races. Of course, yes. I apologize to interrupt you. No, it's okay. but there was this episode where the lieutenant is with she got uh, kidnapped. Yes, and she was literally about to be raped, and I'm like, is this cable television? This is oh my God! And he'll be back, folks. Mason <laughs> needs to take a short break from the theater because uh, we're gonna do an adult diapers commercial after this. Exactly. Anyway, so Only Star Trek the most is- professional of us here. Can't sleep, won't sleep. Star Trek <laughs> has been doing amazing, but let's get into the trailer park because oh yes, I've been super <clears throat> interesting. You know, you and me, we found this show we on Amazon. Love Prime. Sneaky we Pete. We found this when its a pilot had just been yep. released, and you turned me on. And so you're like, Cameron, you got to check this out. It was Sneaky Pete, this guy Giovanni Ribisi, folks. He gets Brian out of prison Cranston. and tricks this family into thinking that he is their grandson who went away yes for twenty years yes. And what he did is he took over the identity of his cellmate. He was hiding from the mob and jumped into this family of his cellmate uh, and started becoming part of the family. And since it was 20 years later and no one had seen him in that period of time, they didn't really know what he looked like or what he's been up to. And this is a guy who bounced around, didn't have a family, fell in and actually started to care about everybody. And it's a really – It's a really interesting story. It's really well acted. A lot of interesting characters. And the fact that... They, again, I love story arcs. They had one continuous thing throughout the entire series where it's kind of like the sting where they were playing a con on somebody, and then there are individual stories with each family member revolving around Giovanni Ribisi, who's a fantastic actor. And guess what, folks? Amazon is back with a season two by popular demand of Sneaky Pete. And what we're going to do right here, Cameron's getting ready to show us. The trailer for season two currently dropped. I believe it was last week on Netflix. Uh, it's going to be, I think 10 to 12 episodes. That's what I believe it is. It's a fantastic series. Giovanni Ribisi. He did Mod Squad. You might know him from friends. Also, he's a really, really good actor. Um, Brian Cranston. I don't believe is in this, in this series this time, but he's an executive producer and they've done. fantastic. And he was actually one of the ones who helped pitch it to Amazon yes. in the first place to get it made. But without further ado, guys, let's check out the trailer for season two of Sneaky Pete. Sneaky Pete. Pete.
1: Pete. Pete. Icon this entire family. Man, if only Giovanni
2: Pete. didn't love Xenu. Pete, Pete. Where's the phone? Don't really? sh- don't shit on it. Full on oh, Scientologist. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you for being the
0: one Great.
1: family member who's always straight with me. You cousin. Cousin. Grandfather.
2: when. <laughs> <being arrested. laughs> He makes me want to perform identity theft. I'm not gonna lie. He does a good job, man. Get a hair in your mouth. You hate that man. want you to take us to your mother. And it's definitely worth a binge, guys. If you, guys you, have you haven't seen episode one, please check it out. You'll find it all fascinating, and, and I'm telling you, you're really gonna be into it, and you'll love it. It's almost he, of a. I wonder if he's still in touch with his sister Phoebe. Oh my! No so bad. They live next door to the Gilmore Girls. <laughs>
0: It's almost <laughs> so like
2: See how I ignore it now? <laughs> uh, yeah, are you just going to roll with it? But look at this. But I'm the show's almost hyper realistic. That's what I love about it. I love the con. I love the con. It's, it's funny how I mean, I didn't even plan that and happened. And it's a very feasible con. Like he doesn't pretend like he has some magical power. He just picks up on little things and he exploits yes. them and his ability to talk about talk himself out of situations. And situation. all the performances by all these actors in his family are They're very well so right? They look like great actors. I've seen the show. Oh, it's actually it's amazing. It's fantastic, and all these guys are from previous series which I've seen on TV and movies. Oh, and they picked a check it out. great cast. I'm gonna have to check that. And, and out. here's the interesting part: a lot of you guys out there, you have Amazon Prime. You don't even know there's Prime Video. Check it out; there's some good stuff on there. Some people literally don't even know no. that. It's the same thing with like Twitch Prime subbing. Yes, like they didn't even know that with um, Amazon you get Twitch Prime. You can sub to a Twitch streamer. For free. If you have Amazon Prime. I didn't know that You either. can just do that. And there's so many things that come along with Amazon Prime. Do you subscribe to somebody That people don't even know. Yeah. Who do you subscribe to? Oh, I don't subscribe to anyone. I'm holding <laughs> on to that. You just lied to me. I hold on yeah, to did. it. You heard him yeah. lie to me? Yeah. Well, no, you said, do, do I subscribe to someone? Oh, you know oh, what, though? He did bring it up earlier, but you were in the bathroom. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I had to pee so that bad. Is- <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried. You I held it for like four segments.
1: <laughs> I almost. We're not myself. Joe Rogan. We're not superhuman. <laughs> no, yeah.
2: I coughed. Rogan doesn't get up from the table ever. That's he sure does that. three hours. I does. Three this and man sat and he's drinking beer. He's drinking water. Well, guess what?
0: You're yeah, not Joe, not Joe Rogan. Man. That is true.
2: You're okay with that. But <laughs> again, guys, <laughs> check out Sneaky Pete. Amazon Prime. Watch it. Also, Electric Dreams is on there, and uh, a lot of great comedies. Okay, here, pull up this video for me, Cam. What video? That one right there. Pull it Got up. it. Just show it.
1: Oh, right, you want me to right show away? it? Yeah, look this is this coming. Look at this video. Yeah, hit
2: play. Hit play. We'll Try talk right it over this. it. See, we'll it's so long. We'll just walk. All right, look so at that. Already show. kill with fire before we even get into A freakishly, it. Freakishly, I love Matt what writes these is shows. This? Freakishly agile dog bot <laughs> does the dishes. <laughs> it's it's just totally oh, oh my god, here, I look I at just this. just realized No, no, this is the part I wanted to talk about. Okay? Look at this. It's an articulating arm. You just saw it dancing around. It's called a Spot Mini. The robot is, and it's got an articulating arm that has a, an advanced gyro in it. And the the Spot Mini can move frantically around its arm, while the gyro keeps it in place. Did you guys even recognize? I didn't realize that the fucking like, looks like thing, a head. The artic- it's a head. Yeah. arm has dots. Oh, oh, watch this! Watch this! This is the crazy part. Oh, well, we can kill watch it with an Watch how it uses its fucking arm. Look at it. Oh,
0: my God. Come on, guys.
2: I know I bring this up too often. I know. They've already talked to me to give it a rest, but this shit freaks me out. Imagine this coming to get you in the middle of the night. Up the flight of stairs. It still scares me. I know how many times. I won a horror horror movie. Three times. Three times we talked about this. It's Uh, terrifying. Look, Look there's a pack. They travel in packs. This spot is the lead. Look, it's running. They're communicating. It's trotting. Now, this one is... God, just how they walk, I don't trust it. I this don't one's trust a little nicer. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little it, more... It, sometimes reality is more fucking frightening oh, God. than anything else. Oh, God. Unbelievable. Just okay, and now terrifying. I want to read this description. Let me find it. You got it? I got it right here. Okay, so... As I mentioned before, the articulating arm is held in place by a gyroscope, and the body of the Spot Mini can move frantically around it while the articulating arm stays in place. Yes, Yes, I mentioned that twice.
0: (laughs) Yes, I know.
2: But in a real-world situation, this is applicable because it would allow the robot to handle with precision despite the fact that there are dangerous things surrounding it. You know what I mean. So, so when it's on an assassination, exactly. exactly. While it is on from an the a- Bilderberg Group, while you swing a bat at it, it can move its body while still having that death grip on your throat. Yeah. Exactly. So this, or thing, in other words, while I'm swinging it with a bat, it can still hold on to my baby and kill your it. your baby. Yeah. So as I'm uploading the truth Fuck onto me. the internet, it can cancel the upload whilst killing me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Just had Some to make messed sure. Up shit, guys. So as <laughs> as as we sit here freaking out it's about just, this Boston dynamics. Wait a minute. Is, so you hear something's coming down the driveway. I'm just, okay. Well, that's actually kind <laughs> of ten terrifying. spot minis. I was gonna say. I'm a little scared. I'm telling now. you, man. And there's a video out there. Uh, we're gonna bring in another episode. I said. Th- I know. I said this would be the last time. There's actually a trailer. Somebody made a trailer. Nothing scarier. I'm telling you. It's just fucked up. That's all I'm gonna say. And just this will take us on, on to our next segment. The second thing that frightens—it's always out. Boston Dynamics and AI. It, has it's to be. it works, man. I'm telling because you. Because then you just put the two together, and we're uh, f- fucked. Yes. See, that's my fear. <laughs> I'm telling you. Now, read this. Read about this for me. This is just okay. So, a video game playing AI recently beat the game Cubert. Cameron will pull that up right now. Um, A way no one's ever known about before. Even the person who created the game was unaware of this glitch or or break in the code, so to speak, that this AI was able to find and exploit. Um, Yeah, you you can see that here. It's absolutely incredible. They put these AIs, they set them up with the goal to achieve a win in the game. To beat the game. Yeah. And have you ever seen the Super Mario AI? Where it eventually learned how to beat the game with zero deaths. Yes. And if you look at this cube, the goal is to hop around activating these squares whilst avoiding this this cube or ball that is trying to knock you off. And watch the score just keep tripping. But it found up a now. glitch in the code to get rid of the to cube. To get rid of the cube. And the guy who actually helped design the game, they asked him if he knew it was there. And guess what he said, folks? He had no idea Nothing. that this was possible. Now, usually programmers aren't aware of a couple of bugs, but this is a huge hole in the software the AI just found and exploited. That's crazy. Immediately.
0: Quickly. Please. Quickly. Like Please. we saw, we
2: just played that for you guys. That was around a three-minute span. It found the hole. Please don't let this out onto the web. That's terrifying. Skynet. Well, the thing is that Skynet! Kind of- <laughs> I'm going to every time. It's Skynet.
0: Headphone users, <laughs> it's I Skynet. apologize. I'm
2: sorry. It's freaking me out again. It's Skynet. Oh it's Skynet. My God. I'm sorry. I couldn't hold it anymore. It's and Skynet. Either. Regardless. It's Skynet. It's freaking me out. The The problem with AI is I've heard about this. <laughs> my ears are going to ooze. I was going to say. <laughs> you're bleeding from your ears. Like it's a, because of me, because this is from Skynet. It's not even blood. I'd be more, like, I'd be happier if it were blood. It's like a viscous. Yeah, lizard. I was going to say louder ah, than sorry. monster trucks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the people Net. who make AI <laughs> I always like talk Sky about Net. it's hard to set Sky parameters. Net. Yeah, because that'll can't. actually have the AI set to get to get to a goal. Yeah. So it's actually we're farther away from that domineering AI than we think because you have to set up parameters that allow the AI to effectively find a solution. And that's why these video games, these old school retro video games lend themselves so easily to AI because there's usually a singular goal with simple controls. Yeah, but they figure it out in a small amount of time and they find a hole with it. Yeah, but just the, look how far we've <laughs> come with TV and cell phones. It's only a matter of time before this AI is performing heart surgery. Uh, dude, I saw Blade Runner 2049. You know what I'm going to say? What? It's going to keep coming. He's going to be like, "Sky, oh, don't do it. Don't, do it! don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! It's the like Terminator this. reference again. It won't stop. All right. You said it's heart yeah. surgery. You, I was, you triggered me. I, All right. It's my fault. Yeah, okay. All right. Don't say heart surgery. Moving on to the next segment. <laughs> it's reboot. Yeah, reboot right. time. Where we discuss movies that are being remade. Should they be remade? Throw it up. Should we let Throw it die? Will we be looking forward to it? What's going on? There you go. And, you know, they're remaking the 2004 Grudge. Not Ju-on the Grudge, the older one. Juan. The original. ju Juan. I sure. say it like a Frenchman. Yeah, so. You do, you do. It's actually but Japanese. On. Super racist. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> god damn it no. well that's the original and then the americanized version <laughs> yes. starring sharon Another sarah e- michelle geller very good film they're deciding to uh, remake that i don't, don't know why isn't broken don't fix exactly. It. exactly not looking forward to it makes me mad it's gonna be it's hard, hard like to jeepers it. creepers 3 they oh fucked with a good my thing. god that movie was so disappointing you know what? it might be my first hate review we were playing... We were playing... I was talking to Mason. We wanted to do a review on it because we were like, oh my god, there's Jeepers, Creepers 3. It's going to so two. cool. Check it. I watched it. we might, that shit out of the We park. might just eviscerate it because I watched it. It was the biggest pile of crap I've ever seen. On Very Netflix. Very rarely do I think that I could step into a random job and thank do it better. But I think I could have... Yeah. Stepped it up a bit. Yeah. I know? think I could actually do better I than I don't Nathan think the would've film would have been... A lot better, but I think that some more people would have enjoyed. Give me it. a chance just to re-edit Just a the little, shit. you know. I just want to re-edit. Just wa- it. let me watch them and be like, you know, this fucking r- is really bad. Yeah, really bad. <laughs>
0: and like, you could fix it. I here can do and a here. better job Give
2: directing. Give me iMovie and the raw footage, and I'll make a better movie. There you go. There you I go. I agree. Look at look at his ju- look how he performs on the on the con here. He does a great job. Exactly. Yeah. He's got the keyboard. He's, people don't even see it really. And no camera on him. it might actually be funny. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, <laughs> shit, but good one. More. <laughs> more and more, I find <laughs> his feelings are hurt, dude. Look, he's clenching. More his teeth and more, I find with bad movies, it's not even necessarily bad writing because bad writing can be overcome by great acting. Yes, but it it's was most of all, most of all, it's, of all, it's bad on. editing. Shit editing. No, I agree. I've been oh, seeing these bad movie. Netflix movies that they've been putting in the horror genre. A lot of them suffer from just hero- horrendous Hirocious. editing. Hiroshida <laughs> <laughs> Hiroshita Bad. <laughs> Horoshima uh, nagasaki <laughs> That was terrible. <laughs> <No>. anyway. <laughs> anyway. I love Mason. Awkwardly trying <laughs> yeah. to avoid addressing what I said. Yeah. I so saw, we'll I move on to Herocious. Are you bo- are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm checking if that's a word. Herocious is
0: definitely not a word.
2: <laughs> it's not. It says it's a word. Adjective for something that is so terrible. <laughs> Does it really? Uh I don't think it's a real Wait, word. Wait, am I no, secretly a genius? I was going to no. say hopefully not. All right, so are you buying, are you sure about that, is our next segment. We saw this crazy clip that we had to share with you guys. Here it is. This is a blue angel, and he had a couple of observers watching his take off. the end of the runway. From a dangerously precarious location, and we have to ask, are you sure about doing this, my dudes? Oh, my God. It's so freaking unbelievable. Let's check this out. Oh my god. I just gave him a compliment. He and he fucked it up. <laughs> and he <laughs> fucked it up. Here we go. Look Here we go. Here we go. Oh my god. That'll make your asshole pucker. Yeah. Certain parts of my body are doing that right now. And you're mean, not even standing there. Look at this. For the kids, you- that'll make your hair stand on end. Look at this. How, how far off the ground do you think he is? I don't know, Matt. Probably like 125 feet. No. No, I don't <laughs> But here's We're we going to debate about this. No, it's probably 30 feet off 30 the ground. 30 feet, it's maybe. Scary. It's scary. It what I tell you. Play it again. I bet that dad... Bet that dad <laughs> this is weird, I'm sorry. Do better. Go Do better. No, go back. He's playing it again. I don't want it to see that like this.
1: <sighs> Look at, that. Look at the dust cloud.
2: Show. Look at the dust cloud. But I could just imagine this dad seeing this clip and going, get back in the... Shit! That makes make <laughs> shit in my wrangler. I was gonna styling. say, let I'd me tell you, that's some guts <laughs> to stand out there. And I think you, that you don't know what's gonna happen. They were standing at the end, yeah. of the especially episode. where there's a fence with like five fucking signs that says "Get don't. away from the fence." That's It's something bad happened to him. I feel zero sympathy. No. Once again, it's like the guy who climbed over the fence to get his head in the theme park. Cut your fucking losses, man. I'm it doesn't make any sense to me. What are we doing? Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Quite Look at these amazing. Two fucking sillios. I'm gonna preemptively apologize for my Japanese accent again. <laughs> I feel like every time, every time we even age a movie. Let's I, just I do something. What do they say about a mistake? Literally. Yeah. Let's just, forget it and move on. Seriously. I always use a horrendously racist. I really racist. think this was a great show. Like, it it was yeah. A fantastic <laughs> show. <laughs> and we love the show. <laughs> You just apologize. And, and I think we had a great show this week, guys. Okay. Let's rein it back in. Rain it back in. Well, Insomniacs, you can connect with the show and its hosts on Twitter and Instagram at CSWS Podcast. That is at CSWS Podcast. CSWS Podcast. To never miss an episode, follow us on Podbean at bucketofwind.podbean.com. That'll do it for us, Insomniacs. And remember... Don't check under the bed. We'll see you guys on the next show. Peace out, Insomniacs.
0: Later. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.